When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Scottcast. That's good. Let's lay that down. Let's record it and use it as our new intro music for life. What's hey. up, guys? We're back with episode whatever of the Scottcast. Scott's not here this week. We got about six weeks till Scott gets back from tour, but we got to keep eating. I got dogs to feed. I got multiple dogs now. We got a new nerf around who is, is just like Nerf, only younger, better looking, and more agile, and it's actually a girl, so Nerf has a little a little sister. This is like a trial run of us um, bringing in a new dog into the house, and so far there's been, there's been shit and piss everywhere, so I'm kind of leaning the other way on the fence, but she's a really great dog, and, and I'm excited for you guys to meet her. Um, but yeah, what should we talk about for the for the next hour? What? How far in are we? Do we got a minute so far. I went down to the fires last night. There's some big forest fires going on over here in in LA right now. And my buddy Heath, who does the Copycat uh, Scott Cast, he had to evacuate his home. I got a call late at night, and we drove out there at about 3 a.m. And it was fucking insane to see these forest fires up close. I've I've seen like videos on social media, but being inside of this fire it felt like i was on fucking mars because the sky was lit up bright red i'll show a, i'll show my instagram story i i wanted to post this on instagram but i didn't really know if i was going to freak people out or i don't want to be fucking insensitive people take things the wrong way but i'll show it here because i could kind of elaborate what we were doing out there um we went down to help Heath get his stuff out of his house, his important belongings. I talked to him a little while before this. His house didn't burn down. The only thing that burned down was his podcast studio. <laughs> what a shame. Hey, everything happens for a reason, guys. Maybe that was a sign that you should just fucking give up, you know? I sound like a fucking bitter hater. I'm kidding. The podcast studio didn't burn down. Their house is completely safe, but it was crazy. It's crazy how the wind just blows wherever it wants, and it could just take out a house and, like, 10 minutes, a fucking house is there, and then burned down. We stayed there for a little longer than we should have, but I don't know if I'll ever see anything like that again in my life. It was a cool experience. Probably, I'll probably fucking get canceled for that. It was a cool experience seeing these fucking houses burn. I, I don't think anybody died in this thing. God damn it. Scott, I need you to help me, man. You're supposed to cut me off when I talk about controversial topics, and then you just start promoting your tour. Uh, Scott's on tour, guys. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, he's he's out on tour. Um, I'll just do his fucking promos for him. Yeah, man, I just feel like a fucking idiot today because I was in that fire last night and I woke up today. I felt like I had smoked a whole pack of cigarettes. I felt like I had a hangover. Um, my sinuses were all dried up. My whole fucking mouth felt like if I just talked that it would just start bleeding everywhere but i took some sudafed i feel like um 
I'm on meth. I think that's what they used in Breaking Bad to cook the to cook the meth. They used to break down the Sudafed. So I don't know if that has meth in it. Uh, speaking of Breaking Bad, I watched that new movie last night and I was not very happy with it. I don't want to come on here and sound like a hater. But yeah, you know, it's a Netflix movie. It might have been done by different people. So who knows? It was still entertaining. I enjoyed it. When I first finished watching it, it it seemed like it it was really bad and I went on Twitter to look at reviews and everybody fucking loved it so maybe I'm just I'm just an idiot who knows I want to talk about that new Joker movie cuz right now I feel like a fucking psychopath here in my house um just talking by myself <laughs> I'm a movie critic now Heath Ledger's character was a lot different because he's already full-blown superhero villain and he is just completely gone and he's a psychotic murderer just trying to cause as much destruction as possible. Joaquin's character, it's showing how he developed into the character of the Joker, showing how his life started out when he was just a regular guy. And there was a message behind the whole movie, and that's the Joker's life was absolutely miserable from birth. He did not have a happy moment in his entire life, and until he figured out that his life was a comedy and everything was just a big joke, then... He was happy because everything was funny. And that's a good way to look at life. If if you're in a shitty situation and you're just like, hey, this is funny that I got fucked like this, you know? Like, of course it's me who's the one who has to go through this shit. It's, it's a pretty good way of dealing with things. I think it's a good message behind the whole fucking dark, crazy movie. And I, I could kind of relate to that because I've had a lot of hard life lessons that I've learned and... I had to find a way to get through them, so I've definitely used humor as kind of a vice to not be so hard on myself at times. I just fucking got arrested a couple times for selling weed before it was legalized, and I'm over here comparing myself to to the Joker. But um, yeah, I absolutely love the movie. I think everybody should go watch it. I went to go watch it with David Dobrik. He was a Vine star, so of course he didn't like it. The guy has the attention span of a fish, and he was not a fan, but it's okay because, you know, that's probably what makes him good at the types of videos that he does, and that's why he's able to relate to the new audience after social media came in and fucking changed the world. But I saw a post by Josh Brolin. You know Josh Brolin? I saw this this post that he had on, on his Instagram. Hold on, let me find this thing that he posted. I actually sent it to David, and I said, this is why you didn't like the Joker, because you can't relate, because you're too much of a pussy. But he said, to appreciate the Joker, I believe you have to have either gone through something traumatic in your lifetime, and I believe most of us have, except for David, because he has a perfect little life. And that's great. I'm happy for him, but that's why he didn't like the Joker. Whatever. Uh, If you guys want to go read that, it's on Josh Brolin's thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing here because I'm already already fucking struggling. But whatever, you get it. If you guys want to go read it, you go check it out on Josh Brolin's Instagram page. He also plays Thanos. He's a real cool guy. I aspire to be something like him one day in my career. That would be pretty cool to make cool Instagram posts like that one day. Um... But yeah, the movie, I really loved it. Sometimes I'll do this thing in in my head. I'll kind of try to break down my own life, almost as if I was writing my own script. If they had to make a movie on my life, 
where did things go wrong? And I did this before I even watched the movie. I was trying to break down what happened in my life that made me kind of take that, that dark path for a little bit. Because I was a great kid. I was raised by good parents. I'll show a picture of myself. I'll find like a, like a, like a little picture of me with my blonde hair bowl cut when I was a kid. And it was around maybe like 10 or 11 or 12. I think it was like junior high school where I just became a fucking brat. And I just really gave my parents a hard time. <laughs> but I was thinking back. And one of the strongest memories that I have, and I think this is everybody's memory, was 9-11. That's a moment that made me realize that like any moment shit could fucking go horrible. Because my mom was in the Twin Towers and... Like, we just had to see that shit, like, blow up. It was, like, my second or third day of school, and I'm in this new class with new teachers, and then everybody just starts going nuts. It was chaos in the school, and I'm a little fucking 10, 11-year-old, and everybody's like, oh, shit, they blew up the fucking Twin Towers. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? My mom works there. Like, what do you mean they blew it up? They can't, that's impossible. And they're like, yeah, dude, and they put on the TV, and the fucking towers were just blown up, and I'm like, holy shit. And there were no cell phones, so I couldn't, like, call and be like, hey, Ma, are you okay? I just, like, had to go through, like, a whole day of just absolute chaos in New York City, too. Like, it was Gotham. I'm literally trying to say, like, my life was like the Joker. But that was definitely a traumatic experience that could potentially have sparked my fucking madness. So I'm in school. I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's rumors around that's like that everybody's saying like, oh, yeah, New York City's getting blown up. We're at war, all this stuff. This is a fucking dark podcast, man. Um, whatever. Everybody probably fucking turned it off after I talked about snipping my nuts off. Uh, <laughs> sure enough, we all get home and my mom comes home covered in dust. I picked a little flower out of our garden and I was crying and she was all covered in dust. And... uh I just gave her a big hug, man. It was it was crazy. I still remember it. I, I don't remember much. My brain is kind of fried and, and memories are all over the place. But uh, yeah, I do remember that. I think everybody remembers their 9-11 story where they were, um, except for David because he was probably in, in his mother's womb because he was a little baby and he's a fucking pussy. And that's why he doesn't like the Joker. Some people are just meant to watch movies like Twilight and frozen and stuff like that so cut to a couple years later you know growing up in staten island i'm around a bunch of scumbags it's literally the fucking dump of new york city it's where they put all the trash so i think that definitely had something to do with making everybody so trashy and just horrible people if anybody from staten island's listening love you guys but we were all dealt a shitty hand let's be honest here you know there's just some funny people there, man. I think I owe a lot to them with like developing my sense of humor and just, I don't know, sh just the ways we used to fuck around and the dumb shit we used to do. I used to have this friend, Shaban, this Albanian kid who had a fucking huge head. That could possibly be from the toxic waste that would uh, run off from the dump. I want to show a picture of his head so you guys could kind of get an idea of the size of his head, just the the fucking shape of it and I could say this about Shaban and his head because I have a big head too so I'm allowed to say that it's like saying it's like if I it's it's kind of whatever it doesn't matter what it's like I'm just allowed to say that Shaban has a huge head because Shaban is one of my best friends growing up I had met Shaban 
in the barber shop that I started like learning to cut hair at. And he was a couple years younger than me, but he was a fucking tough kid and he was hilarious and he did not give a fuck. His whole life was just fucking with people and causing as much destruction as possible. I also had another friend, Sal. Sal was basically a young Tony Soprano and he was also an extremely tough kid and, and very funny too. The three of us were all like best friends for a good like five years from like 14 to like 19 we hung out every day. Sal would sell drugs, and we would work. Shaban and I would work in the barber shop, and eventually we got deeper into selling weed and and stuff like that. This one time, we had a plan that we were all going to go to Six Flags, and Shaban and Sal they would butt heads a lot. They would get into a lot of a lot of big heated arguments, and every time they would argue, Shaban's whole go-to was. He would just say, suck my dick to people. Like, whenever you fucking got Siobhan pissed off or you were winning an argument, he would just be like, yo, suck my dick, bro. And this one time we were at Six Flags and we're riding the rides and we're having a good time, us three fucking idiots. Sal got sick from one of the rides and he couldn't go on the roller coasters anymore. So Siobhan's giving Sal a hard time because... He can't, he can't go on any more rides. And he's sitting there. This big fucking tough guy is like all nauseous. And he's sitting like with all the kids that, that are like not able to go on the rides. And Shaban comes over. He's talking all this shit to Sal. You fucking pussy. You can't go on the rides. What's the matter? Like you're scared of roller coasters. So Sal, he starts verbally abusing Shaban to the point where he's insulting Shaban's family, his friends, his manlyhood, everything about Shaban. He's fucking going in, and Shaban is is being outsmarted because Sal is extremely smart, well-spoken, and he fucking breaks Shaban down. Shaban just had a fucking ego, and he was a hot-headed, tough guy. So, of course, he. <laughs> this is my fucking superhero buildup of the fight. Like, they're in, <laughs> we're, we're in Six Flags. There's There's... Hold on one second. Let me get the Dark Knight soundtrack going for this. Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me too? Yeah. Okay. So Shaban has been outsmarted. So he says his go-to line, suck my dick, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he tells him, take it out. And that's the best thing to say to somebody when, when they tell you to suck my dick. And now we're in front of all these kids, these small children and families. So Siobhan, of course, can't take out his penis in front of all these children and families. Manscaped is going to see this and be like, what the fuck did we sponsor? <laughs> so, of course, Siobhan goes over and swings at Sal. But Sal's also a big fucking tough guy, and he could fight, too. So now these two big goons are swinging at each other, and they have a full-blown fist fight. And it's just me there to break it up. <laughs> so, of course, I let it go for about 30 seconds. Because, one, I don't want to get punched in the face. And, two, I'm, a, I'm an instigator myself. But eventually, I had, to, I had to break up the fight. And they put their differences aside for the remainder of, of the, the trip to Six Flags. So, we just got in a fist fight. Right in the middle of the theme park. We didn't get in trouble miraculously. We got out of there. I think we had to run out of the theme park to our car. And now we have to drive home three hours back to Staten Island. And there's just the most tension I've ever felt in my life in that car ride. Because my two best friends just tried to fucking kill each other. They embarrassed themselves. But we were forced 
to bond again in that three-hour car ride. So I think Shaban had really been like feeling down on himself that he had uh, been outsmarted. He was outboxed. I think he kind of, I think Sal got the best of him in, in the park a little bit. He might have got a couple extra punches in there. Now they're on the ride home and Shaban gets a phone call from somebody. I think he had sex with somebody's girlfriend and now this guy wants to fight him. This is the situation that kind of brought us three back together. So we were all against each other in the park. We were telling each other to suck our dicks. We were trying to fucking kill each other. But now, one of our best friends has beef now with another person. And Shaban is not the type of person to ever back down. But I didn't know that we were going to meet up with a fucking six foot six giant. This kid that he was going to fight. And I hope he does not listen to this at all because I don't want this guy coming back after me today. But this guy was a big fucking guy. We finally get back to Staten Island, and now Shaban is going to to get in a fight. And we think it's going to be a one-on-one fight. We think, you know, Shaban shouldn't have a problem. He's a tough kid. He's a good good fighter. And, you know, he'll use a weapon if he, if he starts losing. So Shaban's weapon of choice for this was a Snapple bottle, of course, because that's what everybody fucking used in Staten Island for some reason. It's not even a good weapon. It's just a glass bottle that breaks whenever you hit somebody. But Shaban gets out of the car now, and he has flip-flops on and a fucking bathing suit and his big, fat gut. He had, like, a big... He wasn't in shape. He was just, like, a big, silly guy. He was, like, a... He was, like, a Vardon kind of, like... We were maybe, like, 17. So, like, a Vardon in a few years. So now Shaban is in his flip-flops and his, his fucking bathing suit, and he gets out to fight this guy who looks like, he looks like a Spanish LeBron James. And (laughs) Siobhan's only weapon that he has is a Snapple bottle. So the kid comes over ready for war. And Siobhan, now this is his second or, 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 this is Siobhan's second fight of the day. So Siobhan was a little (laughs) warmed up already. And he fucking hits him in the face with this Snapple bottle. The thing shatters on his face and the guy feels nothing. This thing did not slow him down one second and he just starts fucking wailing on Shaban. So now Sal gets out. I feel like I need the music for this. So then Sal gets out. Who was once his enemy. <laughs> Sal is now back to help Shaban. They join forces to take down this big monster who Shaban had fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> and, and they fucking jumped the kid. This big fucking kid. And of course, they even had trouble doing it too. So I had to get involved myself. And if you're if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. This was fucking 12 years ago. Let's put it behind us. But this is how the movie ends. We jumped that guy, and then Siobhan had to go back to school with him the next day. And I think they eventually squashed it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's that's that's life. You know, that's. That's that's it. I mean, that's my fucking Joker story. That's how it went. Shaban was a fucking sick fuck, and I hope you're listening to this, man, um, because that's one of one of the f- funniest fucking days of my teenage years. If you guys enjoy um, hearing stories like that, then. Let me know, and maybe I'll bring them out here. I don't think Sal could come out here now because I think he's on parole. He uh, 
his movie took a different a different turn after. But I think Shaban got a job doing construction, and he's doing pretty well now. I think he's a contractor or something like that. And yeah, man, I really, I really love those guys, and they're probably responsible for a lot of the horrible shit that happened to me growing up. That's my life before the vlog squad, guys. But yeah, things are good now. I've got a good group of friends. Always doing some crazy stuff. The other day I was with Jonah, and I'm getting real close with that guy, man. We're very different, but I think that's that's why we're so close. Because, we, go ahead, bring out bring out the, here's the new Nerf, guys. This is the new and improved Nerf. Nerf is looking right now. And he looks very jealous. This is a perfect dog. I think I'm going to have to get this dog. And just deal with the shit and piss all over the house. Oh, I wish you guys could see Nerf's face right now. We don't have the Nerf cam up today. He's very jealous. And he is hating on this dog. But look at her. Leave a like on this vid if you think we should keep this dog. <laughs> Dogs are just great for engagement. But the smell of the house sometimes is not worth it. But you know what? They love you unconditionally. And this is a good dog. She doesn't need much attention. She's just pretty chill. But yeah, man, Jonah really reminds me of Shaban in a way because Shaban was Albanian and Sal was Italian. We were all kind of foreigners and I kind of get that vibe from Jonah and his traditional Armenian ways. But I was over at his house the other day because we were becoming real close and he played this song for me that he made when he was a teenager. He was like 14, but he told me not to play it for anybody. So of course I'm going to play it because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, and I need to fill up this episode. So I'm going to give you guys a little taste of my new favorite song, Life Ain't a Game. Oh, here we go. I found it. <laughs> Is it on YouTube? He's going to fucking kill me. Um, I don't think we'll get copyrighted by this, because I don't think he was with a label when he made this, but it's a pretty good message, man. You know, life ain't a game, and y'all need to remember that shit. This is this is Jonah rapping. In case I didn't clarify that. He sounds like Mardon. Click click boom, your life is over. It doesn't even sound like him. I don't even think he acknowledged that there was a beat there. I think he was just reading his his notes. Life ain't a game. See, there you go, man. Everybody has their story. There's Jonah's story of, of how he became his own joker in his own life. Man, everybody's life's hard. Whether you rap about it, whether you make jokes about it, however you deal with it, there's always a way, man. Never give up. I wanted to quit, but everything's a big fucking joke. This shit ain't a game. I don't know which what I'm going with. Is it a game or is it a joke? I guess it. It, it life is a big fucking joke. Jonah's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That song didn't make any sense. He wasn't even rapping on the beat. But it's okay. He was 14. But everybody has their ways of dealing with their stuff. If you laugh about it, everything's okay. This podcast probably sucked, but I had a good time doing it, sharing that story about my two idiot friends. And um, growing up in Staten Island, uh, yeah, man. If you guys want to hear more about this stuff, let me know. Do we have any advice from asshole questions? <laughs> Jay didn't send anything. No, nothing. Can we text him quick? I honestly think that we're fine. Let's at least wrap it up with one advice from assholes. All right, let me.
me check the. My voice is all like nasally from the fires. I feel like I'm talking like the Joker. You want to know how I got these scars? You see, my father was a drunk. I can't. I gotta work on that impression. Life ain't a game. Ha 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 ha. He stuck a razor in my mouth. <laughs> I don't even know what he, what the lines are. Hey, new nerf. You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, okay, let's get into advice from assholes and wrap this up. Hi guys, my name is Allison. Um, I love your podcast. Uh, it is currently 2 a.m., I think. Oh, almost 2.30. Uh, I'm studying for my first midterm in law school, so obviously I'm doing great, just not mentally or physically. Um... So my question is, do you guys have any advice on how to stay motivated and not lose sight of the end goal? Because sometimes, even if it's something you love doing, it gets hard and you're like, fuck this, I'm out. But also, you are you have like $200,000 riding on this and damn, that's a lot of money and I better be able to pay it back so I better get this degree. From my own personal life experience, I've done several different careers and I always wanted to be doing what I'm doing now. And I've made money doing other stuff. I was becoming successful in those other businesses that weren't my, my dream. I always thought, well, what could have been if I tried this? And you're just going to feel like that if, if you don't keep going with this. If it is your dream and you know that and that's what you want to do with your life, you have to stick to it. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. All right, that's it. My fucking sinuses are fucked. Um, but this was a fun episode, guys. Sorry Scott couldn't be here. But um, I'll keep doing them when I have time to. I'm going to be putting out some, some really cool barbershop episodes on my main channel these next couple months. I'm going to be working really hard on that. I just shot one that will come out on Monday. So hopefully you guys, you guys uh, get ready for that one. That one's going to be a lot of fun. It was probably one of my favorite ones I've shot so far. So I'm not taking a complete break. It's just obviously Scott's not here. So I'm going to try my best to get in here and do these. But yeah, I mean, fucking blow out this candle. And uh, leave a like for the new Nerf. Oscar just brought this dog over here as like a trial run because we have a friend that's selling some of them. So we were thinking about getting this this girl. But... I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you think. All right. Thank you for watching, guys. Check back next week for another Scott cast, maybe. Damn it, Scott. I need you back. Something, nothing, doesn't, doesn't matter, yeah. This is the Scott cast. Say something, nothing, doesn't, doesn't matter, yeah. This is the Scott cast. Jeffy talking, Scotty talking, Nerfy talking, yeah, man. It's the podcast. Say Jeffy talking, Scotty talking, something, Toddy talking, man. It's the Scott cast.